Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbard. And I'm Courtney Bronze. And each week we bring you conservation topics and events from around the Endless Mountains. Well, fall is here and it turns out hunting season is upon us with archery season starting this Saturday. So this week we really wanted to talk about ticks and the potential dangers of tick bites. So ticks are parasitic arthropods that feed on the blood of mammals, birds, reptiles, and amphibians. And many of these species of ticks can transmit pathogens to both animals and humans. So they're actually considered arachnids, meaning they have eight legs. And that also means they're in the same family as spiders and mites. You love spiders, don't you? No. Five species of ticks make up more than 90% of submissions in Pennsylvania, and these are the Lone Star Tick, the American Dog Tick, the Groundhog Tick or Woodchuck Tick, Black-Legged Tick, and the Brown Dog Tick. Truth be told, I I really didn't know there was that many ticks in Pennsylvania. But anyway, let's uh, move on with the Penn State study, which found that based on these collections, there have been several shifts in the dominant species of ticks over the last 117 years. One of the researchers in the study stated that before 1990, the majority of tick submissions were identified as the groundhog or woodchuck tick. Uh, Right now though, the dominant species is the black-legged tick, which most people are kind of familiar with at this point. And that's because it's the primary vector of Lyme disease. Uh, believe it or not, though, this tick was almost non-existent in Pennsylvania back in the 1960s. Uh, changes in surveillance data can be correlated with shifts in land use, and that leads to habitat loss and fragmentation. Also, changes in human or animal behavior that brings ticks and hosts closer to our proximity. So let's talk a little bit more about Lyme's disease. So Lyme's disease is probably the most common tick-borne illness you hear of. It's an infection caused by bacteria, which is transmitted by ticks. And Lyme disease is a multi-system illness, so it's characterized by a bullseye rash, and then a series of common non-specific symptoms. Um, they can include headache, fever, sore throat, nausea, and if left untreated, it may progress to late phase symptoms, which can include rheumatological, cardiac, and neurological conditions. Roughly 70 to 80% of people who contract Lyme's disease will develop the rash that resembles a bullseye. So if you're bitten by a tick, this is really important to watch for. Uh, Another one that maybe you're familiar with, maybe not, but Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever and RMSF is also caused by bacteria. And this disease was first recognized in the United States during the 1890s, uh, but Until the 1930s, it was reported only in the Rocky Mountains. Now, by 1963, over 90% of all cases were reported east of the Rockies. The bacteria is vectored by the American dog tick and the Lone Star tick in the eastern U.S., while it's vectored in the western U.S. by Rocky-mounted wood ticks. Uh, Symptoms of RMSF include fever, and often a red, purple, or black rash, which develops on the wrist and ankles. And that usually happens two to four days after the fever begins. Uh, other early symptoms you might see include headaches, malaise, nausea, vomiting. And the later symptoms can include abdominal and joint pain, even conjunctivitis and forgetfulness. 
All right, also another one we wanted to cover was anaplasmosis, and that's an infectious disease also transmitted by ticks carrying another bacteria which survives and reproduces in white blood cells. Uh, ticks acquire this organism when feeding on animals such as deer, elk, or wild rodents. And in Pennsylvania, anaplasmosis is passed to humans through the bite of none other than the deer tick that's infected with the organism that causes anaplasmosis. Uh, as mentioned, deer ticks are commonly found in Pennsylvania, but studies suggest that the rate of anaplasma infected deer ticks varies widely within the state. So the next one we want to talk about is babesiosis, and babesiosis is actually caused by a protozoan parasite transmitted by the black-legged tick or the deer tick. And babesiosis is most commonly reported in the northeastern United States, but cases have been reported across the country. And signs and symptoms of babesiosis include fatigue and loss of appetite, um, fever with chills, muscle aches, and even headaches. The disease is usually self-limiting, and most often the symptoms will disappear on their own in healthy patients, but the symptoms can be more severe and linger longer in high-risk groups. And fortunately, babesiosis can be treated by the same drugs that are used to treat malaria. Alright, another one we wanted to cover was the Powassan virus. Uh, this is an RNA virus that's related to the West Nile virus. It's transmitted by black-legged ticks, groundhog ticks, and squirrel ticks, which we didn't mention. Uh, the virus manifests in one to four weeks after the tick bite, and the symptoms include fever, headache, vomiting, weakness, confusion, loss of coordination, even seizures. About 10% of all Powassan viruses are fatal, and half of the survivors develop permanent neurological symptoms. Fortunately, it's rare, and there's only 115 total cases reported between 2008 and 2017 in the U.S. Uh, unfortunately, there's currently no vaccines or medication to treat the virus. However, respiratory support, intravenous fluids, and medication can be used to reduce the swelling in the brain, at least aid it in the recovery. So the next one we want to talk about is tick paralysis. And it's a condition caused by toxins that are injected into a host during the time that a tick is feeding. Human cases of tick paralysis are really rare, but when they do occur, they typically occur in children under 10 years old. So symptoms begin one to seven days after the tick attaches itself, and it starts with a weakness in your legs and then progresses into paralysis that ascends to the trunk, arms, and head within just a few hours. And this can lead to respiratory failure and death if the paralysis reaches the lungs. But if a tick's found and removed, recovery begins immediately and the effects will disappear within a day, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one more we wanted to cover, and that's the alpha-gal allergy. Um, this is the one that's surrounded by a food allergy it has to do with red meat. Um, so alpha-gal is a molecule found in all mammals except monkeys and humans. And the alpha-gal allergy, which is also referred to as a meat allergy, is a food allergy that develops when a lone star tick is fed on a mammal and then bites a human. So during the bite, the tick may inject some of the alpha-gal from its gut into a person with the saliva. Uh, when this happens, the person's body will try to fight the foreign alpha-gal by releasing IgE antibodies. This can 
cause whole body itching, hives, gastrointestinal issues, anaphylaxis. Uh, some patients report the inability to eat red meat for periods of eight months to five years. So definitely uh, some terrible, terrible symptoms to some of these bacterias. Uh, you know, the, the list of symptoms is, is terrible for each one of these. Uh, so definitely want to avoid ticks, tick bites. Uh, so here's some ways to do it. Yeah, so like he said, we didn't share all of these tick diseases with you to scare you, but we wanted to educate you on the dangers of ticks and how important it is to make sure you prevent their bites. So ticks will typically crawl on to you from vegetation or the ground. So to help protect yourself and your family, you should use a chemical repellent with DEET. Um, you can also use permethrin to treat your clothes, or there's also organic options such as oregano oil, thyme and citronella, and clove bud oils. Um, they recommend wearing light colored protective clothing. This is so that you can see the ticks crawling on you. And also tucking your pant legs into your socks. That way if a tick does crawl up on you, they go over your pants and not under. Um, the next recommendation is avoiding tick infested areas, which you spend a lot of time outside, that's kind of hard to do. So just really checking yourself, your children, and your pets daily for ticks and carefully removing any that you do find. All right, well, hopefully you learned something. Um, take care of yourself when you're out in the woods. Remember those uh, helpful hints to protect yourself and your family. And uh, I guess that does it for today's show. So if you have any questions related to our shows, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570 570- 782-2105. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can go to our website, www.suscondistrict.org, and you can find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and the contact form where you can reach out, and you can ask questions or make comments about the show. You can even suggest ideas for future shows. You've been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze. And I'm Don Hibbard saying, enjoy the outdoors. <laughs>